You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello! So you are tuned in to Very Loose Women. I'm Esther and I'm here with Leo, Soiler, Beth and our lovely guest Mimi Morley who I'm really excited to welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, absolute pleasure. So polite. We'll get on. Um, So we don't necessarily learn to laugh but last week we got chatting with our guest Robin Bowman about if and how we can actually learn to make others laugh. So this episode, we're going to be talking to the lovely Mimi um, about her own experiences of giving stand-up a go. Um, but first, let's start with celebrations and frustrations. Soyla, do you want to kick us off? I'm going to kick us off with a celebration. I passed my driving test. Yay! First time, first time, first time. Uh, I'm not trying to, um, no, only a little bit. bit. I yeah. did notice I was more proud than I think both of when I got my degree and my master's combined. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to feel a sense of pride in yourself and you've not been feeling it lately, pass your driving test. Did you have to Bay Park? I had No, um, I was given Park on the right. Oh, nice. Park on the right, yeah. Mm, not an easy number. Yeah. I thought I'd failed when there were, what's it called? A trash, That's a, a gar- what's it called? Um, a bin lorry. <laughs> approached and blocked the road and I thought oh I failed but no um I got through it and I passed of course you did congratulations thank it's you. not an easy feat thank you I'm on my well I say I'm on my I failed four times and crashed in my fourth test so um <laughs> any tips I can give you them oh, at some point when you're next doing it thank you so much yeah, I'm taking to. a break yeah, for now good. just for the pedestrians really <laughs> um Beth um, I'm going to go with a celebration as well. Oh, lovely. Only a little one. I'm just having quite a nice week. And I started reading a really good book today. What's the book? It's called The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Oh. mm-hmm. I'm only, I'm not very far in, but you know when you're like, this is for me. It's going to be good. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm happy with it. Uh, Ellie and I bought a hammock because there was the heat wave Ooh. and we've been really enjoying that in the garden. That's yeah. great. That's my celebration. I actually saw this hammock and it is completely sublime. I just think... <laughs> What would you go to work though? That's my question. Well, conveniently, Ellie was working from home and Jen tends to because she's a freelance writer. So like the 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 least amount you can leave the house, the better. And the hammock really facilitates that. Mm. <laughs> Is it so outdoor hammock or indoor? Well, it's it's I guess it could be both. It has a stand. Cool. So you can put it anywhere, but we've been using it outside. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I would not get up out of that very often. Well, initially when we had it inside, it gave me a seasickness nausea. Um, so <laughs> Was it swinging wildly left to right? No, it's just Were like in indoors. Waves? It just doesn't work that well. But outdoors, I don't get seasick on it. So it's fine. I don't... <laughs> don't really know why <laughs> it's not ideal no no, no it's meant but, to be relaxing but this was meant to be a celebration so True. let's put the seasickness to one side <laughs> yeah always look on the bright side yeah yeah when Fantastic. it's sunny and you're in a hammock then you should yeah ellie made pina coladas the, the non-alcoholic type of course because she was working in the hammock and <laughs> it was really delicious and wonderful oh god yeah adding rum to that mix is a recipe for disaster recipe to not filing on time <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mimi? Um, so I'm going to go for a frustration. I know that's quite negative with all these um, celebrations, but it can be also a celebration. So um, whenever I wear my rucksack and a dress in this hot weather, my skirt rides up above my pants and um, it's quite embarrassing when you're walking along and your bum's out. Um, but <laughs> a lot of 
nice women, because this has happened quite a few times, um, keep coming up to me and telling me um, that this has happened. And it is quite a bonding moment at that time. But I have now started when they sort of come up and go, I'm so sorry, um, I just need to tell you that your your bum's out. Um, and then instead of being like, oh my God, thank you so much, I'm just like, oh, fuck's sake, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that they um, tell you... Um, I'm the only one that's seen this. Yes. Because <laughs> I absolutely experienced the same thing. And you know that they, you know that it's not just them. I know. Everyone's seen your bulb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all friends here. You know? Well, um, yeah, nice in London that people do that and that they're willing to actually stop and tell you the, the hard truth, you know? <laughs> Especially when you're on your way to a very important meeting. Which obviously you were. Obviously, obviously, always. Always, always on the way to an important meeting. And Patrick and John, who are actually here with us as well, <laughs> um, are wonderful sound sensations. Have you got a celebration or frustration? I just want to say, Mimi, if you were wearing jeans, that wouldn't happen. It's too hot! <laughs> I mean, I know it's very hot. But well, all you... of us can wear full <laughs> denim outfits in this heat, Patrick. And, and a vest. <laughs> a vest and a belt just to hold it all in jean shorts as well perhaps jean shorts I should say for our listeners that Patrick's currently wearing a fur coat so. <laughs> yeah, look, I've and head to toe denim very low blood pressure okay, so it's all the time we're worried we might lose you at any yeah. moment that's why John's here <laughs> thanks for being here John um, well mine was um I guess a bit of a weird sort of celebration. I was walking past a building on the way here and um, it had sort of big sort of, you know, painting on it. And then it said, I'm an interactive building. It didn't like say that to me. That was written on the... <laughs> like, oh, worrying. Um, <laughs> um, the building spoke to me and so celebratory. And basically it said, I'm a digital building. Like, oh, take a photo and I'll like move around. And I thought, wow, technology is really advanced. Like, that's actually bonkers. But then I thought, imagine if we get to a time when actually our homes are like that. And you come back and you've had a few wines with your pals. You get back and you look at your house and it's just, you know, a big pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, frustration. (laughs) It was a high and a low in about a minute, but it was... It's all I'm saying is it's alarming the rate the world's moving. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that that was my um, celebration slash frustration. It's quite dystopian. Very dystopian. <laughs> I didn't expect it for a Wednesday afternoon. I don't want to live in a pigeon. Sorry, I don't want to live in a pigeon. You're not alone. <laughs> but that's the way the world's moving, Leo. It is. I know. I see that now. I'm happy that you brought that to my attention. I was. I think I was too. Like blissfully unaware of how we're all really just living in pigeons. Yeah, I just want to give the messages. Yeah, that's why I'm here. (laughs) Um, Well, thanks, guys. So uh, let's get into our topic today, which is all about kind of being vulnerable, um, and also especially being vulnerable um, in comedy. So, Mimi, um, it would be great if you could tell us, bring us back, cast our minds back, or your own. We weren't there, unfortunately. to when you gave stand-up a go for the very first time, what led you to do that? Um, Well, I actually went to a stand-up night just with my friends and I I was there to watch the comedy and at the beginning, the man, um, the compere, got chatting to us and he was really nice Um, and he was like, you know, 
we're actually two people have dropped out so we've actually got a couple of audience spots if anyone wants to come up and give it a go um and he was like and the theme tonight is love and dating um so just have a think about it so i had a couple of glasses of wine and i thought yes i i'm gonna do this (laughs) wow that is bold so i got up in the second half and went for it and and how did that go well, what was it like? Well, basically, I told this story, which I've told a million times, about this date that I went on, which was awful, but also it was a great story. Um, and it went down an absolute treat. <laughs> <laughs> so people were people were laughing. Great start. People were laughing. Do you think it resonated with people? Or why do you think they laughed? Because it was, it's just it, ridiculous and it... There's a lot of twists and turns. Okay, I see. Yeah, I see. So, is there any part of that experience you want to share? Uh, <laughs> well, he kind of... I don't know which part's the best part. I'll go with the, the end. So, at the end, I um, spotted across the room, in his room, um, that was a, there was a pile of pubes by his mirror <laughs> that I hadn't noticed before. Um, I wasn't kind of into pube piles, pubes, piles of pubes on the floor, Good or grief. like his naked body at all, because I didn't want to even be there. I, I mean, that sounds dodgy. I went back there willingly. I was quite drunk and happy. Um, <laughs> so the pube, are you sure that it was a pube pile and not like a beard trimming pile? Um, he didn't have a beard that would eliminate no that. there were no pubes no, no pubes no there there weren't that many pubes on his pube area which was a giveaway oh which suggests he'd done a trim yeah do you think he trimmed it for you I'm worried he did it just before he left his flat good grief yeah to, not do, to do that maintenance but then to not hide the evidence <laughs> I mean he'd be a terrible criminal I know you know wow well well, well I have learned a lot just there <laughs> So did you, your material does draw on your dating experiences and I guess quite a few of us probably can relate to the weird, wonderful, sometimes wonderful, sometimes woeful um, world of dating. Why is it generally sort of a topic that you kind of find yourself um, talking about, do you think? I think I find it quite easy talking about dating and I've got quite a lot of date story i mean i've literally just been on dates with so many freaks that i think it's just to kind of make up for that kind of telling people about it is you know yeah you kind of have to um but since like going to more comedy and like listening to other people i think a lot of people talk about dating so i think it's quite maybe quite not easy place Mm. to start but to kind of ease yourself into it if you want to keep going it's maybe the easiest place to start well I feel like it's the easiest place to start for me I guess it's part of it is connect how do you connect with people that you've never met before and not just connect with them but make them laugh Mm. um you know usually that can take in a friendship that can take quite a long time to be on a level where you know you're really laughing about the same stuff or you know if you have that click with someone you think oh wow you know really find the same things funny it can be it can be really nice but it can take some time so to do that in a very very short space of time with people you don't know and you know 
or maybe it's perhaps it's a quite a human theme or that yeah. people might be able to relate to it um but also I wonder um you know when you're dating um or not just contemplating it it involves you know putting yourself out there and being quite vulnerable um so I guess to what extent do you think that you have to be vulnerable in order to write let alone perform your material I think you I mean you literally standing up in front of a group of people who you've never met and trying to make them laugh it's, I mean I don't know why anyone does it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you have to be really vulnerable and you kind of have to put trust in people that you literally know nothing about which is quite weird maybe I should stop <laughs> um but I think at the same time I guess if they stop laughing and stop chucking stuff at you or just general leaving then you probably take away that you don't give that vulnerability anymore you have to sort of stop mm. and, I mean I've only done like literally three performances and they've all gone okay so I haven't had that yet but I know it will happen if I keep going um I don't really know what you do in that situation mm. I mean I've had situations where people just haven't laughed at all um, and I think that's what I was told was, you know, like not an ideal situation. And I was like, well, here we are. <laughs> Nobody's laughing. And this is apparently the worst it's going to get. So if this is rock bottom, then, you know, we're still here. So I think part of it is just, you know, I may perhaps touching the spider, so to speak, if that's the worst it's going to, if that's as bad as it could possibly get, then there's the fear element where you're kind of just realising that you've survived it in a weird way. Yeah, so, And true. the fact that you've done three and they've all... You said they went okay, which I think is all relative. That probably means it went really well. Yeah. People laughed. That I was brilliant. I don't know how much. Oh, You know well, when you just don't really know what happened? It was just a bit of a blur. You kind of mentally block it out. Yeah. Um, well, considering that, I mean... You know, when especially when you're starting out in stand up, you know, people aren't necessarily coming to see just you. They're coming coming to a night where there's like twenty of you really and they're sort of seeing what happens. So, um, you know, you never know what's gonna make someone laugh. Um, so I guess to you guys, how would you describe your sense of humour in sort of a word? Um, I'll go first. I would say Rye, like not R Y E, but W R Y. W-R-Y. Like, not like barley and rye. Oh, right. Because <laughs> I'm actually allergic to that. More intolerant. But like rye, like like sarcastic, deadpan type stuff. Okay. Yeah. Great. Beth? Yeah. Similar. I would say dry. Another three-letter yeah. word. Yeah, that's, that, I was thinking of saying that because there isn't like a homonym and it would have been simpler. Yeah. I should have gone with Yours that. Yours felt a bit slightly more sophisticated than mine. So, Rye and dry, sly, sly. <laughs> not sly. Patrick likes sly humour. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with what I've also got as my my last and final key skill on my CV, and that's um good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and uh, as a little anecdote, um, I was talking to uh, someone about. Um, my, having this as a key skill on my CV, and they were like, "You shouldn't have that on your CV. It makes you look very wanky." And I was like, "Oh no, that's the kind of, people want to know that I can join a team with a good sense of humour." And um, and they were like, "No, you need to get rid of it." I was like, "I'm not going to do that." But then I had to print off this CV for a, a, I think it was a job interview or something. I was printing it off for something, 
Um, and I have a one page CV, all fits, you know, very nice, bullet pointed, precise, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, what happened is as I was printing off this CV, it printed on two pages. And so it had my CV obviously starting on page one, continued on to page two. But the only bit that was on page two <laughs> was the last thing on my CV, the last bullet point, which is my key skill, good sense of humour. <laughs> so I had CV on one page and then a single bullet point on another separate page, which just said good sense of humour. And uh, I thought that was uh, a... <laughs> so when you gave the CV, did you give the two-pager? I really can't remember, but I probably, I don't, I really can't remember. I hope I did because, you know, if it's like, oh, okay, two page CV, page one, experience, school, education, skills, page two, <laughs> bullet point, good sense of humour. <laughs> Imagine the, the red page one, they were like, sounds great, but there's just one thing. Like, <laughs> and the page is like, thank God. <laughs> so, I just yeah. think I would fully employ you straight away. Thank you. Straight away Thank for whatever you. you wanted to do as a job. I, I hope that people are, are potential employees are listening to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want so. them all to be listening to that. Because yeah. that's so wonderful. Some people put, you know, grade five clarinet. That's the one that's at the bottom of the page. <laughs> yeah. But I think yours is so much better. Good sense of humour. Yeah. And if anyone steals that, then yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say don't. Oh, no. Well, we'll know who was the original, you know, and we are just copycats, which is fine. But, you know... It's not fine. <laughs> it's also not fine. It's also not fine. If you're applying to be a stand-up comedian as well, I felt like that was that one thing was missing. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, you if, yeah, if you apply, yeah, exactly. You're It'd right. Be a shame, wouldn't it? Yeah, you need that good sense oh, of humour. It's, it's such a good, you know, it's a great CV. Just one thing is missing. It's just good sense of humour. So, there cool. are actually jobs because you're an investigative journalist, like doing investigative journalism for comedy shows, like the sort of John Oliver approach. And I actually applied to one of these jobs, never heard back, obviously. Yeah, and I think I know why now. It's all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> Mimi, one word to describe your sense of humour? Me, um, I think self-deprecating. It's got a hyphen, so it's one word. I love, <laughs> I love how specific that was. <laughs> is it allowed if it's got a hyphen? I'm glad to say it is. <laughs> Self-deprecating, I'd say that could also be mine. Yeah, slash silly. Yeah. Silly. Yeah, silly, silly, silly. Um, Patrick? I think it's one silly for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're too silly, Esther. That's yeah. what I learned from that. That's why I never make you laugh. Just silly. It's a bit like Monty Python where they, they just keep saying, like, oh, I'm sorry, it's just too silly. <laughs> like, we're just going to have to stop that sketch. Mm. It's just too silly. So just the one silly. Just one silly. One silly. Yeah. I hope there's something that caters for that. <laughs> yeah, mono silly. Okay. Yeah. Mono silly. And John? Um, I'd say probably obscure, identifying sort of weird things funny. So. Obscure. obscure. That's not yeah. bad. Not bad. Weird and wonderful. Also, not mainstream sense of humour. That's why I said it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what can I say that will make me different? So, yeah. <laughs> obscure. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, I guess what we can see from that is that. You know, it's really subjective. And if I guess if you're starting out and you're standing under that spotlight and you haven't really done that sort of thing before, then there's going to be so many people that typically, you know, they're all going to be laughing at different bits of what different things that people are saying. It's all a bit of a, you know, mixed bag. So, you know, brave 
of you to do it and i just think you're hilarious anyway so why wouldn't anyone laugh <laughs> um, it's a pleasure <laughs> i am your biggest fan um so i guess we've also touched on um you know vulnerability being part of you know getting up there and bearing your soul and trying to make people laugh um c.s lewis who apparently was called clive but known as jack just a quick quick little oh, thought that's a great fact just didn't know and thought wouldn't have had you down as a clive but or, or jack or jack <laughs> so it really took me on a journey there so <laughs> clive slash jack <laughs> said to love at all is to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and um i guess dating requires you to generally put yourself out there so does comedy so my question to you all is why is vulnerability so hard to show sometimes in ourselves but can just be so endearing in other people i've got a little parable which is actually not a parable and actually just my life but um i think i think it's it's hard to let your guard down if you feel the other person's not letting your guard down but someone has to do it first so that's going to be the endearing part i guess Mm -hmm. so i mentioned the story before the show like is it okay to mention it and i think it is anyway an ex of mine we dated for three and a half years and i don't remember either of us ever saying i love you to each other which i think is like quite a crucial thing like in my current relationship it came like very soon and we say it like i mean it could because it's like a same-sex relationship maybe it's a bit more lovey i don't know if that's the case but um no i don't (laughs) know I i don't have a huge pull to compare to but um uh yeah we say it like eight nine maybe 15 times a day like we say it a lot that's (laughs) all right soila um i'll try and pipe down Um, i love you soila (laughs) oh see endearing and vulnerable there it is well done esther thank you um yeah so i don't know it's i think it's like like once you feel like it's not safe like the trust Mm. isn't there or or the ground hasn't been made for you to be vulnerable then you can't or you I don't know. It's like something that happens sort of by accident. Like, I guess for you two who do stand up, like when you go into a room and you feel like the trust is there, it's just like a gut sense. And I guess it's the same like interpersonal, just two people. So you kind of didn't, wouldn't have been able to foresee that, that you felt vulnerable enough to say it. It was more just kind of gut instinct. Yeah, I never really thought about it. Like it didn't bother me at the time. I was like, oh, it'll come when it comes. Like I don't, I don't really mind because like I, I knew that I was in love and like, I felt loved. It was just like a, th- a thing to say and it didn't feel important. Mm. But I guess it was like, like if you think about it, it was th- just that like neither of us had put our barriers down enough. And like that was like an ultimate flaw in the relationship, I guess. But yeah. being able to do that is really hard and takes a lot. So what do you think, Beth? Once you'd gone past a certain point, did you feel like it would be weird to now suddenly say it after like two years? I don't know. Like it, it had on. I just thought like you show love through actions, not words, and like that's just what we do as a couple. And I thought that's fine, and it doesn't bother me. Like if there are so many things that he had done, where I was like, "Would that you know shows me that he does love me?" Mm. Um, I didn't externalize it in that way. I don't. I just. It was more like a habit. I guess yes, weird in the sense that if you suddenly said it, it would be like, "Well, does that not justify all of the other stuff? Was that not love or something?" I don't know. Mm. I guess it kind of takes confidence as well, doesn't it, to be the one to say that? Mm. And especially in a comedy situation, that's the one thing that people always say, isn't it? Like, oh, I'm, I admire them. They're so brave for doing that and putting themselves out there, which is my opinion. I think it would be terrifying. 
But yeah, I think it t- takes a certain amount of bravery that people have a lot of respect for. I think I've just had a little thought. I think, I mean, it's quite deep, but I, I don't think I'm at all vulnerable when I'm like dating. It's probably the reason I'm still single. Um, but I think with like stand up, I'm, I kind of make myself vulnerable in that I go in and I kind of take the piss out of myself and I'm like, hi Mimi, I'm single, I've had sex this many times, I can count on my fingers, blah blah blah. Which, like, maybe I should apply the same logic to dating, but mm. maybe slightly less self-deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting thought that actually is an assumption that we're vulnerable when we date, isn't it? Like, it's not that's not necessarily the case because mm. you can massively put your guard up and then you don't realize in hindsight that you people kind of... go for aloof people as well so putting your guard up might get you more brownie points with some demographics yeah absolutely and great that in a way there's you've got a, an outlet to where you can go yeah that is me just being all out me and yeah that's but you're doing it in a very brave way <laughs> like wow that is quite extraordinary and much yeah. easier to like a group of strange yes. <laughs> or a job interview <laughs> i love the idea of you just going into a date and starting it the way that you start up your comedy routine yeah <laughs> this is how it is i'm mimi i've had sex this many times <laughs> let's continue would you like a drink questions <laughs> please don't leave a pile of pubes next <laughs> i expect that of you no pubes and with that where can people can if you want them to um find you making them laugh again um i'm do i'm in the open mic section of a comedy night on the 13th of august i think um called not another comedy night in old street um and if you want to go on a date with me, then just get in touch <laughs> and hopefully you're weird and I can write about it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I'm going to just take over for the for the sign-off for this one. And um, uh, that's because this show is the last of this series, which no one knew was series 19. Um, but yeah, so that's 19, uh, series 19 over. And we thank you so everyone of you listeners who have tuned in um over the past year or so um we're going to take a break from our regular resonance fm broadcast until september um but we are going to bring you some short vlw episodes over the summer to quench your thirst um and they will be on acast spotify google blah 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 blah, uh, blah everywhere blah. you can listen all of the places yeah um so we've been Braley swimming um i want to thank our guests today um thank you leo i'm not a guest i'm not th- we're gonna i'm gonna do a round table <laughs> oh. thank you oh right thanks okay yeah. thank you leo oh yeah yeah and um, thank you Beth. not a problem thank you mimi thank you been so funny. for having me it's been a pleasure thank you so much esther you produced this so oh, thanks for having me it's been a pleasure. Had a blast and to um our wonderful sound engineers patrick <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, and John. Thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you. We are at BLW Radio on all socials. Um, anything you want to share with us? Um, if you want to hear more from us in the future, just send us a like, email, whatever you want to send us. Post. 
post um we might be here to pick it up that was i avoided saying oh. that one but um online in connection last post yeah. yeah and uh until next time good